0: Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a
1: linguist. I had linguist. no idea. <laughs> I loved I didn't that. know you were
0: But I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-JIGGY. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar, Jack. It's a great day, but thanks for me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours.
1: Oh, it's a hell of a day, as they say. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes, Radio Loyalty, all that fun, 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 stiff. And uh, today, we have a we have a heck of a day today. Uh, we have Dr. Ken Canfield coming up. Also, G. Wright Stone. Mark Reed, who tried to call us earlier, and I suspect was drunk when he called us. And then, uh, if we get time... I don't know. We, we we might just take the last 15 minutes just to BS. I don't know. Uh, I've got the fantastic, undefeated, undisputed John Mosier, the big star, and then of course Jay Bird Wells, our buddy, who uh, earlier today was talking about uh, what was it, trannies or something, or no. trying to find some trannies, or no. going some <laughs> trannies, or she's a racist. That's her thing. She's a racist. I was talking about trannies. She's the racist. And then uh, and then of course the affectionately undefeated undisputed DJT Jr. <laughs> I, or more
0: affectionately known as Cuddles. Uh, <laughs> only with
1: you. And I'm not racist. I just got called that today. You're just you're just you just play you just play a racist on the radio. No. I thought you liked NASCAR.
0: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's why why she's racist. That's why she's racist.
1: And I believe there is Ken Canfield. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. We've got uh, Dr. Ken Canfield with us today. He's a nationally known leader and scholar. He's the founder of grandkidsmatter.org, and he has a fantastic book, The Heart of Grandparenting. And he joins us today here on our big broadcast. How are you,
0: sir? I'm doing well. And. Looking forward to celebrating Grandparents Day with 80 million people of grandparent lineage in America right now. That's right, 80 million are grandparents in the big U.S. of A.
1: Wow! wow. Look at that. Is that I was waiting for him to b- say he was going to celebrate Grandparents Day with 80 million, grandpa- 80 million yeah, grandkids, and I'm like, "What?
0: You've been busy." Yeah. Sir.
1: So is that like because of the <laughs> the Boomer generation,
0: Baby Boomers? Yes, yes, it's the biggest cohort uh demographically, and yeah, uh kids are having kids and and so that makes grandparents and absolutely and plus what we have with uh a lot of uh what I'd say younger families, you can be a grandparent as early as mid forties uh, even though yeah, yeah,
1: I've met some it is. <laughs> Now, uh, Dr. Ken, tell us a little about your book.
0: Glad to. Okay. If you were to ask me after looking at research, I have a PhD in research and I've combed the literature, what are the characteristics of what I call effective and successful grandparents? I'd summarize them into five categories. And then I'd overlay some of the spiritual realities that are distinguishing Christian grandparents. The first is heritage. If you do not share your heritage with your grandchildren, you're missing an opportunity to breathe in the, into them a sense of identity. Now, that doesn't mean you tell your two year old grandson, you know, how you failed in business or a big family difficulty. You wait for the right time. But if they know where they came from, their resilience uh, index increases. So if you have that as your background, you're you're better off, even if there's, let's say, some difficult things or challenges you face. So the heart of grandparenting is actually an acronym, the heritage, being an example, et cetera, et cetera. And so what I've tried to do is summarize the best practices and ideas to help grandparents be the best they can be. So why did you decide to write this book? Well, because we've got 80 million people out there that need to be equipped, I'm telling you. And and I'm convinced of this. One of the big uh, leveraging forces in families uh, right now is Extended Family and Elders. You would be amazed how many grandparents are resourcing and helping young families. Young families need help, not just financially, maybe they need some childcare help, et cetera and so forth. We've gotta call this, this group of grandparents that may be you know, in the southern region of the United States back to their homeland and say, hey, you're needed here and you're wanted and, and remind them that they have a value in the family. Now, isn't there
1: research showing that the more the grandparents are involved with their grandkids, that they're actually functioning better and not just turning over and laying down and dying?
0: Yeah, undeniably. There's a win-win. Okay, if you're involved with your grandchildren, not only the identity factor related to heritage, but those grandchildren fare better in relationships, uh, self-esteem indexes and so forth. For the grandparents, it's a win too. They're more mentally uh, aware. Uh, If they're active with their grandkids, their joint mobility, their heart rates, physical benefits are, are great as well. And the emotional benefits are the win. If you have a grandmother or had a grandmother or a grandfather who hugged you, loved on you, and cared for you, that builds a reservoir of emotional strength in you as a child and then as an adult that's hard to to penetrate when you face crises. So it's a win-win. It extends life and it enhances life on the front end.
1: We've got a uh, great guest with us today, Dr. Ken Canfield. He's the president of the National Association for Grandparenting. He's a nationally known leader and scholar, and he's committed his life to strengthening families and fathers. He's currently the president of the National Association for Grandparenting, and that is available at grandsmatter.org. Tell us about the five keys to being the best grandparent possible, my friend.
0: I'd be delighted. I'm glad you asked. Uh, okay, first of all, the heritage is important. Remember, your house as a grandparents like a museum. Share the artifacts in there, what this picture about, uh, or where this came from. Uh, that gives a sense of, of uh, just curiosity to a grandchild as they come over. The second, the E is the example i'm telling you young children as we queried and and also looked at their responses they watched they listened to your actions and attitudes Uh, i mean grandparents have set examples in having long-term marriages and how to deal with health problems and sickness Uh, this example is key the a in the heart of grandparenting is interesting and this was brought to me by adults who were reared by grandparents. And this is what I asked them. What word or phrase best describes your grandparent? And it surprised me what they said. Now these were adults who had grandparents give them extra care. Some lived with their grandparents growing up. And this is what they said. My grandparents are like angels. Okay, just let that settle for a moment. Angelic, Authority. Now, I'm not saying grandparents are angels, but they're like angels. They have messages to give. They show up at, at uh, unusual times. They, they are there prayerfully uh, providing protection. I mean, if you want to see the work of angels, just go read the last book of the New Testament, the Revelation of John. It's all about angels warring in the heavenlies. That's what grandparents can do. They can be the advocates for grandkids. Now the R in the heart of grandparenting, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for anybody. And it's this, you're a reconciler. What reconcilers do is kind of balance the books. Nobody's a perfect parent, but as a grandparent, if you do this simple thing, you will strengthen your family exponentially. Go to your kids and say, hey, if I would go back and do it over again, there were some things I'd do differently as a mother or father. Uh, I've learned a lot. And I want you to know, not being the perfect uh, mother or father, I made some mistakes. I just want to say this to you. I want to be the best grandparent I can be, a part of your team that helps these grandkids who are gifts to me. What that does in a humble way is it builds a bond in the three-generational tier in a family and reconciling. And there may be tough stuff. Some grandparents are estranged from their grandkids. Why? Because things went down with their kids growing up and for whatever reason, they've been, you know, put off or put away. It's time to thaw the ice, be humble and boldly go forward. And then the last T, of course, is teaching. We got to teach, and we do teach morals, values, the the difference between right and wrong. And for those that have any sort of a faith heritage, if you do not teach what you know to be true, and and with uh, I think detail, when is it that you you came to know and understand who God was and what His presence was like? Let alone call Him. You know, your Lord. If you walk through those things in due time with your grandkids, it's going to set them on what I'd say a spiritual adventure that'll be a win for them. What's the name of your book again? The Heart of Grandparenting. The Heart of Grandparenting. The research that supports all of what I've said and sound bites is in there. You can go to uh, our website, is actually grandkidsmatter.org grandkidsmatter.org and we have a bunch of resources there you can just google uh, articles on a strange grandparents uh, articles on how to build a heritage and a whole bunch of eBooks that will be helpful Hey Dr. Canfield can I ask you a couple of questions here I was looking at some of the stuff on Simon and Schuster um, Are you? did you grow up in Kansas because it shows that you went to Friends University and got your PhD from Kansas State University I just didn't know I am a native Kansan, five generations back. What part did you come from? Uh, Wichita. Oh, okay. Hello. Wow. Yeah, I was just wondering because Friends University is just down the road from where I live. So. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I was looking at that. Well, it's like, what? What took you up to British Columbia? Uh, there was a program there at the University of British Columbia. I did a master's degree. Uh, there and uh, enjoyed uh, being outside the U.S. You know, you, people talk different about Americans when you get outside of America. Oh yeah, so it was uh, a good experience. Then I came back to do uh, doctoral work at uh, Kansas State. Okay, I was just at, I was just reading a little bio they had there, and I was kind of like, oh wow,
1: that's pretty awesome. Yeah, look at that. John, John John's here.
0: doing his research there, DJT. Look at that! Yeah, hey, try once in a while. Yes, I would always enjoy telling people I'm from Kansas. I'm not living in Kansas. I did a stint in California as well at a university. Is that uh, uh, Guiding and developing a center for the family, but I think what we have in Middle America, or call it Middle Earth, <laughs> is a, a place where we can do family a little bit differently. On the coastal areas, it's really tough. Everybody's working and it takes you an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, to get from point A to point B. Family life uh, really uh, is is under a lot of pressure and stress. In Middle Earth or Middle America, it's a little bit different, but don't take that for granted. Uh, Unless you build, intentionally, relational connections to your family, whether it's marriage, children, and in this case, children's children, you're missing Uh, what I think is going to be most helpful to you and to them. That's nice. That's awesome.
1: Look at that. So Jay, do you have any more questions for the good doctor before we let
0: him go for today?
1: What advice would you give to new grandparents?
0: Well, (laughs) first of all, granddads, grandfathers, you're not going to like this but it's a reality. I have 11 grandchildren. You've got to let the budget go out the window. Grandmothers (laughs) have a gift. I'm telling you, they have a gift that's going to cost you. They know and see things. And I've had arguments with myself and arguments with my wife of 42 years like, Hey, we already bought shoes. Why are we buying shoes for our grandkids? Or Why are we sending Valentine's gifts to all of our grandkids? You're my Valentine. Uh, Granddad's, just zip the lips, let it go, because it, it creates endorphins in a grandmother. It's time, too, that we let the lioness of the family roar. Grandmothers know intuitively, legacy is before us. And part of that is investing, whether it's helping with music lessons, sending them to camp, buying them shoes. I mean, I can name 50 things. So I would say that's one thing. The second is this. Don't underestimate your power to encourage and bless. Uh, This week uh, is a good time to think about, have have you given given any sort of word or blessing to your grandchild? and it doesn't have to be over the phone or on Skype or FaceTime write something down and, and look them in the eye and, and give them a blessing and you'll be surprised not only emotionally but spiritually the, the effect of this it's, it's very powerful
1: look at that it's a uh it's it's a fantastic guest this today uh, dr. Ken Canfield he's the president of the National Association for grandparenting uh thank you sir it's been an honor and a privilege thanks for joining us today
0: you bet thank you
1: appreciate it and uh, there he goes and we are gonna take a time out when we come back we will talk to Gregory Wrightstone this will be a interesting uh deal, because we're going to be talking about climate change. Oh, dear God. And the recent IRS settlement of $3.5 million uh, that, he has, that he has gotten. Uh, facts, Lies, and Climate Change by Gregory Wrightstone. we got more coming up.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?